Hello, everybody. Welcome to Smegheads, you Smegheads. My name is Jed Shepherd, And I'm Daniela Phillips. Thanks again for joining us once again. That was, that was a good sentence to yeah, start off the yeah. finale well, episode. I, I nearly didn't make it alive to this podcast because uh, Jed decided to try and serve me two-week-old wine. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, you can you can drink wine for weeks after, surely. If it's a screw top, you can. I took one whiff of it and it was disgusting. Come on, this isn't like the 16th century where, like, you had to drink wine on the day, otherwise it, it would kill you. That's why, because I watched, do you ever, do you ever used to watch um, Floyd, Floyd on, in France, wherever it's called? Floyd on whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Various wines. went to France and be corked wine yeah you have to drink it after a few days but screw top and screw top wine and plastic corks wine last loads longer well, but maybe not, not, not two, two weeks, weeks. Maybe no. not two weeks. <laughs> to be honest it did taste like drain water a little bit and vinegar um but yeah thanks very much for tuning in once again this is the last episode of the season Ah, i know so it's going to be a little bit longer than usual because at the end we're going to do the charts the smegheads chart of the best episodes of the um, first season. We're going to put it into order of um, which episodes we thought were the best and which we think are the worst. And we'll put it up on post podcast slash Smegheads, um, the website with all the show notes and stuff, so you can um, see it. Also, you can have your say. Please let us know what your favourite episodes are of season one of Red Dwarf um, at Judge Shepherd on Twitter or... At Daniela with one L Phillips. At Daniela with one L Phillips on Twitter. Um, and just please let us know. You can also respond in the comments section on iTunes. Um, so go to iTunes and just do a question there and and we can answer you, I guess. I think that's, that's a possibility, isn't it? Yeah, or you could hire a plane and write it in the sky over London. Write it. I've always wanted to do that. I think when I get married to someone, that's how I'm going to propose. Amazing. Yeah. But what if I get married to someone who, who, who's got really bad eyesight? Uh, so you could take a photo. I'm not going to take the chance. I want to get married to someone who has perfect eyesight. Okay, they could always have like laser surgery. But what if... Uh, see, I don't trust that. Really? Does, does that work? I think so. I think it's quite common these days. A lot of people have it done. No, I know someone who had laser... Who actually worked in an optician, had laser surgery, and her eyes were more messed up than ever. Okay, that scares me, because I really want to have it done. Well, basically, she worked in an optician, so, so you'd think it would be the best. But her eyes were so messed up, they, they made her do it again. So she had the kind of laser surgery Ouch. again. Now, like the flaps on your eyes are just Ouch. horrible. Ugh. And every time you blink, you catch the flap of your retina and it goes up. Um, yeah. so, so welcome to the podcast. This, this episode <laughs> yeah. is the last one. It's called Me Squared. And it's a continuation of the previous episode. And this was going to be the... Um, this actually wasn't going to be an episode at all. This was hastily written um, after all the other ones were written. Um, and so this was the first one that was written based on the on the actors you can't tell it was hastily written though. oh no no definitely not no it's um it was going to be originally kachansky's um clone hologram that comes back but continuing on from the previous episode it's rimmer's hologram that comes back double rimmer double rim which i'm happy with because in the previous episode rimmer was great he was actually a human being he displayed signs of actual emotion and and good feelings towards lister i'm just pleased that there's more characters to be honest <laughs> well yeah i mean that is the first time they've seen human characters really confidence and paranoia even though they're hallucinations oh and the what the, the mayor of warsaw was human but 
He was only around for about Brief. three seconds, yeah, before he spontaneously combusted, which isn't a thing, by the way. It doesn't happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, before we, we go on with this episode, let's just get a few things uh, sorted out. Oh, yeah, I might look at I'm smiling. So, <laughs> so in the previous episode, um, as well as finding out that Dengo collects poo, which she doesn't really, I'm not I joking. Don't, I don't. <laughs> um, um, I, I promised her that I would because I for these podcasts I wear Lister's Lon- red London Jets t-shirt which unfortunately I clean so it doesn't have like the curry stains down, down the front like his ones um, but th- this is going to be my uniform for every podcast we do um, so I thought Daniel is missing out um, so um, one second Daniel I'll give you your present I'm so excited I love presents it's already half open because I didn't know what it was but okay but yeah right. open it Daniela is now unwrapping <laughs> the article of clothing <laughs> that I got her. What? Uh, oh my goodness! It's a Rimmer shirt. Daniela. Second technician Rimmer shirt. Daniela now has Rimmer's shirt from Red Dwarf. This is amazing. <laughs> it's a second technician. <laughs> Rimmer in it. It has the stars on it. It has the Red Dwarf logo on it. But the buttons are the wrong way around. They're oh, on really? the men's side. I found some guy. <laughs> I found it on eBay. Some guy who who cosplays Red Dwarf. Oh my goodness! He what was, has he done in this? His like wife or his girlfriend was just get rid of it. So it fits you. To, to be honest, that fits you perfectly. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it looks awesome. So don't worry, we'll, I'll take some pictures. This is amazing. I'm going to channel Rimmer now. <laughs> I'll take some pictures. I'll put it up on the website, postpoppodcast.com slash smakehead, so you can see Daniela in a full group. I might put it on Instagram in my, and Twitter In my well. cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm dressed as Lister. I haven't even done the buttons up right. <laughs> no, it I'm too matter. excited. I'm dressed like Lister and Daniela is dressed like Rimmer. Oh, so it's, it's perfect. pretty perfect. So, um... That's a good way to start <laughs> the episode. But before we get into the episode, there's a few more things that I want to sort out. More um, presents? There's no more presents, unfortunately. But just um, some admin things to do with um, <laughs> with a new series of Red Dwarf. So um, people have been trying to work out how you get tickets for the, for the new series, for the recordings, because they're filming two seasons back-to-back um, in, in the early part of next year. And um, at the moment, all we know is you have to stay tuned to Doug Naylor's twitter to find out but it's going to be sometime in september which is now so stay tuned um if as we um i'm saying this he's already revealed it i will insert it right now there you go that's how you get that's how you get tickets um hopefully myself and daniela would have got tickets we, we're gonna get tickets yeah i hope so i mean I, i've got friends at the bbc so even though it's not on bbc is it i haven't got any friends oh, at dave is it on dave yeah on dave yeah. Do, do you know anyone who works for dave 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 works there. Okay. <laughs> but we'll, we'll go. And uh, you should come as well and check us out. We'll be the ones just being really in In our, in our Lister uh, cosplay. But I think everyone's going to be cosplaying. Do you think everyone's going to... What if we turn up and I'm in this T-shirt and you're dressed as Rimmer? <laughs> would they let us in? Yeah, they wouldn't let us in. But I think it'd be a fast-track way of getting us onto the actual show as alternative versions of the characters. We could step in. We could definitely step in. I mean, they'd probably cost a lot nowadays we wouldn't we wouldn't charge a penny We're pretty cheap no give us a dvd of it and we'll be happy mm. um 
so and also it's what is one thing right so when i started this podcast when we started this podcast i thought okay i'll go onto the red dwarf websites there's a couple of like big ones i'll join the forums to tell everyone about the podcast so i, I joined uh, i tried to join the official red dwarf website reddwarf.co.uk i think that's pretty easy get on oh your application has to be approved i was like what this, this, this for a show that's like 25 years old or more than that um they should, shouldn't be too choosy about who they let on. It's been like a month later, and I'm still not approved to, to access the Red Dwarf site. Get onto the forums. It's obviously your uh, your reputation precedes you, Jed. I know they saw my name, <laughs> but I, I did put because um, you can put, write a little comment to the person that authorised you. <laughs> and I said, "We've got this podcast. It's called Smokeheads," and they probably read that and just thought, "No, we don't want to competing with our stellar podcast." That's a bit mean. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, but yeah, so so if you are listening to this and you're on the Red Dwarf website, actually the, the the woman that runs the Red Dwarf fan club, she direct messaged me on Twitter and says she listens. Oh, awesome. That's Hello. Cool. Hello. <laughs> I can't remember what your name is. I'm really sorry. That's really bad. So rude, Jill. Jed. Well, in post, I'll change that to whatever her name is. Thanks, Jill. Um, and also, um, I, I've been reading recently. I've been trying to find out how big is the whole Red Dwarf fandom out there. And I notice um, there's a cinema in Lincoln called The Ritz, who I know from. I had dealings with them because um, I put on Birdemic Two at um, The Ritz in, in Lincoln. Great people, absolutely great people. Great cinema. They're redoing this old cinema back to how it was like in the in the fifties and sixties. Beautiful cinema. They're just doing it with um, raising money all the time. Um, but they organised this Red Dwarf event and ripped everyone off. Um, it was called Boys from the Dwarf, and people paid like 100 quid or something. You get to meet the cast and stuff, but they've just stolen everyone's money. What, so no one turned up? <laughs> no, the they, cast turned up? I think they cancelled the event, and, they, and no one's got their money back yet. Oh, that's terrible. I know. So if you were going to Boys from the Dwarf in Lincoln, please let us know, and we'll... we'll, I'll we'll co- tr- try and compensate you in some way. Yeah. Or you can even come on the show and have a go at them if you yeah, want. But I think yeah. it's really weird because they they were really nice people when I when I was dealing with them. Mm. That's really bizarre. Um, and also, um, I want to say that when this goes out, I would have probably had a film a film on at Fright Fest and the Cambridge Film Festival. Um, Daniela watched um, my little horror film short film called Absence. You watched that? Yeah, it was great. I wanted more. Yeah, it is great. It stars Paul McGann as a, a grieving man and it was shown at fright fest the end of august where myself and director rob savage did the intro so if you were there thanks for coming and then it was shown the next week at which was last week at the cambridge film festival and i think by the time this goes out it would have been shown in a few more places and a few more big announcements because it's at the biggest festivals which is good and hopefully we get to make a feature out of that um, because it is pretty good, and it stars Paul McGann, who was the eighth Doctor Who, which is really cool. Very cool. Yeah, I wanted Whoopi Goldberg. Um, not 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 uh, Bill Cosby. I wanted Bill Cosby, <laughs> but he he was a bit busy. <laughs> <laughs> but he did ask me if I wanted to go for a drink with him, which is quite cool. Um, and um, some more admin. Um, I know we, we, this is a lot of admin in a this lot of episode. admin. But this is the last. This is the last of the season, so I'm fitting it all in. Stephen Hawking hasn't hasn't got back to me yet. <sighs> Stephen, sort, sort your life out. Sort your life out. Because if you remember, uh, I emailed him asking him some questions about Red Dwarf and things. Just asking if things are possible, really, about future echoes and things like that. He hasn't got back to me yet. 
That's rude. He's, he's a rude, rude guy. Um, and then I found out it's because he was been doing big conferences on. He's been finding out things about about black holes, and about um, he's discovered this thing called the information paradox, which is black holes obviously take in matter, but when the black holes finish taking in matter, it disappears, which is impossible because matter has to go somewhere that information about how a black hole is created can't just disappear into thin air so the information paradox is where does that information go i learned this week that your mobile phone gets heavier the more data it has on it for real yeah it totally blew my mind wow i know i my boyfriend told me and i didn't believe him so we googled it and it's true it's true and as you were googling that your phone got heavier exactly <laughs> you weighed it wow that's a great fact i know it's a great fact um so so in conclusion stephen hawking get off your actually no you can't get off your ass can you stay on in your chair and reply back to, to us yeah we're waiting yeah. It's, it's got too big now we've had a film about him um and yeah so at, at the end of this podcast we'll be rating the episodes in order so stay tuned for that this episode was called me squared and in a nutshell, Daniela, what did you think of it? Pretty good. Pretty good. So, so so, not, solid episode. It, yeah, a solid episode. One of my favourites. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Out, out of the six so out far. Out of the six, yes. Um, but we'll decide later on where that fits in, in, in the six. So it starts off with uh, Lister looking through um, books in his bunk, in, in his quarters. Um, and he, um, the pop-up Karma Sutra. He sees the pop-up Karma Sutra, um, which is great. I, I, I want that. Be careful, you might have someone's eye out. <laughs> that is true uh, um and amongst all the stuff that he's kind of throwing away and throwing over his shoulder he finds uh the format of the future a vhs um and on that vhs is marked rimmer's death mm. it's a video of rimmer's death pretty morbid yeah so um he kind of puts that to one side he throws it to one side uh and rimmer comes in and they talk about um hating sharing the room together um just being basically essentially bad bunk mates um and list and rimmer complains of lister's constant humming he hums all the time um using his, um, rimmer's mother's photo as an ashtray and lister says he thought it was a souvenir from titan zoo it's a bit of a burn bit harsh but then that reminded me the fact that rimmer was brought up on io which is one of saturn's moons so he doesn't he wasn't actually brought up on Earth. Oh, really? Yeah. But he is an Earthling, but he must have gone... Emigrated? Up... Yeah. He must have been in a, 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 a station out there or something. Or gone to school there? But they've never, they've never really expanded the fact that Rimmer is essentially an alien. I, I, I've never thought about it. Yeah. I, I didn't really know that. I mean, you see, in, in, in other episodes, you see little kind of little scenes, little flashbacks of him growing up on IO. Um... But it still looks a lot like Earth, of course. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's never really been... Maybe in the new season they can kind of delve into it a little bit. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah it's a little bit bizarre. Um, but then uh, Rimmer goes on to say about how he, um, Lister swapped toothpaste for contraceptive jelly. That's gross. That's gross, but you would You'd notice. You'd notice, yeah. You would notice. But what if, instead of brushing his teeth with contraceptive jelly, he used the toothpaste for the, for the wrong... What, what, what would he be using it for, Chad? You know, like tiling the walls and stuff and <laughs> painting, finger painting. <laughs> stuff like that. Stuff. <laughs> Just general stuff, really. Um, so 
Um, and the reason we find out that the reason why uh, List is throwing things around and why Rimmer is um, the kind of messing things around is because Rimmer is now going to, going to move into his own room. He's decided he wants to move out of the room they've been sharing all season into next door's room. And why is that, Dan? He Rimmer? wants to move in with Rimmer. He wants to move Rimmer in with the two. other This is the first time it's been a two-parter and it's carried on from the previous episode. And there are two Rimmers now on board Red Dwarf. Wow. Can you so, imagine if there was two of me? I, I've had that nightmare before. <laughs> you know, last episode, I was talking about dream records. That was one of my dreams. <laughs> Your nightmare. It was not great. But the thing is, not to be, um, um, uh, I'm, I'm not that good at math, but when you square something, it, this doesn't make any sense because me squared just equals me. It doesn't mean two of you. You've gone way over my so, head. Okay, so two squared is four, four squared is 16, right? Yes. <laughs> like three squared is nine, but one thing squared is still one. Okay. So me squared is still okay, one jet. Yeah, so it doesn't I make any sense that this episode is called me squared. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be a play on words, Jed. I don't. I guess. I mean, it's it's a it's a sitcom in space. It doesn't. <laughs> facts aren't really an issue here. I don't think the science holds up a great deal. In well, you the know, show. you know how I love an episode title. I know you do. I, I love you episode do. titles. They're great. Um. So yeah. So this duplicate Arnold Rimmer. Um, is in the in the next room, and um, I, I was saying to to Daniela before, what at what stage is this is this um, hologram um, based from? When you when you join Red Dwarf, when you first sign up, uh, does does your the snapshot of your soul of of who you are gets put onto a disc, or is it continue, continually updated? Because if this is Rimba from twelve years ago or fifteen years ago, whenever he joined Red Dwarf, it's going to be a vastly different Rimmer what we see now but that's not what we see we see another Rimmer who's an exact copy of how Rimmer is right now yeah which doesn't exactly make any same sense same memories same memories exactly I mean he's a little bit more uptight I guess and so maybe being with Rimmer being with Lister for a, a couple of months or however many weeks they've spent together since episode one has softened Rimmer a bit Mm, but not considerably, because I, I remain totally confused throughout the episode of which one was the original one, which one was the new I th- one. I mean, I think that's kind of intentional a little bit in, in, in most cases. I mean, I'm only, I've only been guessing which one's which, especially in, in the kind of the upcoming cinema scene. It's quite confusing. Um, but yeah, so we see uh, Lister carrying Rimmer's is it a monkey in a toilet picture. It's uh, a monkey reading the Times newspaper. On the toilet, is it? Yeah. Because you would have thought that would be something that Lister would own. Yeah, it's quite tacky. It is quite tacky. You think Rimmer would have a picture of himself, a portrait of himself. It comes across to Rimmer as quite a classical person. Exactly. Or at least he tries to be or wants to be. Not bad taste, whereas this picture is very bad taste. I would love it. I, well, you've proved my I'm point, I'm sitting here in a London Jets t-shirt and you're sitting there in an Arnold Rimmer second ignition with, with your tea pips and... Uh, <laughs> my what? Excuse me? <laughs> tea pips above the second ignition <laughs> on the uniform. You'll see pictures of it, guys, don't worry. <laughs> you're not seeing pictures of my tea pips. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great uniform. Um, so Lister brings the painting into... The, the Rimmer's quarters, and on the door it's a second technician Arnold Rimmer and second technician Arnold Rimmer. Um, they go in and they seem to be having a whale of a time. The scutters are dusting. Scutters are dusting away. Any episode with the large kind of screen time for scutters 
is okay in my book. Yeah, it's a winner with us. Yeah. In fact, we should just do a spin-off called Scutters. Oh, that would be amazing. I might do some fanfic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Though, 21st century fanfic is usually slash fiction, which is, you know... Horny. Like, like the Minions fan fiction. Oh. Have you seen that? No. Type in Minions fan fiction. With my safe search on. If it, it went, nothing will come up. Okay. It's, it's, it's pretty disgusting. Okay. It's pretty disgusting. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, so Rim was in there with the other Rim, and they're kind of lording over themselves how happy they are just being with each other them, themselves. Um, and uh, uh, Rimmer, sorry, lists the notices on the wall. There's newspaper cuttings of headlines saying Arnie is, Arnie is great and Arnold on top Arnold on top yeah Rimmer saves the day and stuff like that but he's obviously just found people with similar names or the same names and just cut it out and he wants to pretend to people who, who sees these headlines that it's about him mm, yeah he's got plenty of confidence plenty of, have you um, ever been in a newspaper I have okay and for positive reasons really yeah Okay, okay, tell me all. So, the first time I was in the newspaper... The first time? How many times? Oh, yeah, I, okay, I'm a serial on. offender. Right. Uh, so, the first time was when I was in primary school and my class collected aluminium cans to save seals. And this made the newspapers? This made the newspaper, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lo- to save local. seals? Yes. Well, did you build a boat or something? No, I'm not quite sure what we did with them. Okay. But we, we got Blue Peter badges, so I have a green Blue Peter badge. So, you have a green one? Oh, okay, that's one took us the environment, yeah. 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 So we saved the seals. Wow, you saved them. They're, yeah. they're, they're fine now. Yeah, basically they were, they were near extinction, but my class saved them. Wow. How many aluminium cans did you do? Did you... Uh, quite a few. I drink a lot of Coke, or I did. <laughs> I've, been, I've been weaned off it. I was in a play in primary school where I played, well, it was about the in- environment and about trying to teach the other kids in the school to collect cans and, and recycle and stuff. Mm. Um, but they, did, they didn't have a part for me, and I said to to my uh, was the music teacher the organiser place so can I, can I be in this because like I'm pretty cool at, um, being in plays and stuff and they were like oh well there's no no part for you in this Jed you're too late you didn't sign up in time so I said well I've got an idea and I have no idea why they let me do this I played a robot in this <laughs> that sang a song <laughs> in this play about the environment and uh, it was about me being a robot and I've come from the future to tell them how bad it is in the future you're like the Terminator it, I, I ripped off the Terminator like, totally <laughs> I, and this was um, 89 yeah I, I basically ripped off the Terminator I came back and instead of trying to find Sarah Connor I was trying to warn people that if they didn't start collecting aluminium counts now the world would be destroyed did you take and I sang out? it so I take anyone out? Yes. I killed everyone. Okay. It was. It was. It, did you, that it was made carnage, the papers? Carnage. Tell you that. Yeah, that made the papers. Um, but yeah, it, like likewise, I was in the paper when I was in primary school. For um, they were building something across the road from my school, and uh, the building company to to make amends for all the dust and the asbestos they put into the air gave us one hundred and ten quid. And that made the newspaper. Uh, but, but, but you were infected with asbestos. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think everyone that I knew Not in school. Not fair was trade. Bad, yeah. <laughs> No, but it was, I think it was something like £110, something amazing <laughs> like that, it. for getting, trading that little kid's lungs. What, what did you do with £110? Um, it paid for a coach for us to go to York. <laughs> and back. You, Randomly. You, you couldn't afford to do anything oh. while you were there. Well, the coach crashed. Oh, no. It crashed into the back of a lorry carrying um, massive long pipes, and the pipes smashed through the window of the coach and went down the, went down the coach's oh, massive aluminium pipes. Um, and it hit the teacher. Um, but was she impaled? 
uh, there were big pipes so they got injured um, but it, none of them hit the kids because I think if, if the actual pipes hit the kids it would have been a lot worse um, it was horrible actually and we had to stay in this um, parrot museum for like the whole day until they got a new coach and the teacher was there just like bleeding crazy <laughs> sounds quite traumatic it, it was. That was that was a great little trip to York yeah. went to the Viking Museum as well oh I love the Viking good. Museum the Viking Museum that was pretty yes. good um, but maybe, yeah. maybe we should do a guest po- a podcast live from the Yorvik <laughs> Viking Museum. It stinks in there. Um, any other times you've been? Because that was the first time you were in the paper. Uh, another time I was in the paper. Um, Julian Dix, who uh, used, to, <laughs> he used to play for West Ham and Liverpool. Yeah, 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 but but mainly West Ham. <laughs> he um, he was doing a um, book signing of his autobiography, and uh, <laughs> oh so God. I went along and uh, he collected his poo. No. Okay, no, you don't clip me. Sorry, that was... Um, so I right. went along and uh, there's some photographers are there from the papers and they, okay. they asked if I would have my photo taken with him. And uh, <laughs> I did. I was in my oh, West Ham away thing. shirt and I had my, my thumb up and he do had his arm around me. I do. Can, you, can we have that for the website? Possibly, possibly. I'll, I think I think it's at my parents. My parents had it framed and put it up in my room. <laughs> so a big West Ham family. If you do that, I'll find the picture of me with Rod Hull and Amy. Okay, deal. Okay. From when I found, I was in this, I think I was like seven or eight, and I was in this department um, store, this mall thing, and in the basement where all the plates are, um, we went down there, it was nearly closing time, and in the corner was Rod Hull sitting at a table with Emu with absolutely no one around him, Aww. with a big stack of autographs, pre-autographed things. Aww. I was like, Mum, is that... Is that Rod Hull and Emu? And she's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm standing over here with the plates. When I was him, I was like, Oh hi and he was so happy to see me and then Emu was like being really frantic and stuff and trying to get me. He's safe, isn't he? He he wasn't one of the U tree. No, he's not, he, not he, yet, he was safe. Yeah, he, yeah, he was no, he's fine, no, okay, he died. Okay. No, I think I think he was fine. I think he's one yeah. of the fine ones, okay, yeah. Good, There's a few out good, there, that's fine. Good. I don't want any more childhood dreams dashed. Yeah, yeah. Um but I want, I wonder, I wonder if Emu Emu's okay. I sometimes think about Emu. He's like, is he is he being look, looked after now? I hope so. I hope so too. Maybe I can take over Emu. Dread an Emu. Possibly. Yes. Anyway, back to anyway, Red Dwarf. Back to Red Dwarf. <laughs> so we go where we were now. So um, we see. Uh, yeah. So we've just seen Rimmer and the other Rimmer in their quarters, um, being happy together like a like a nice couple. Um, and then we see cats appear, like he does in normal episodes, just out of nowhere. And cats carrying a big bunch of flowers, looking he's for lady cats. Feeling sexy. Feline sexy. <laughs> and he's looking for lady cats. Um, but he knows full well, especially after waiting for, for God, that there are no female cats. They went on the onto the ark, and half of them are dead, and half of them are trying to find Fischl. So I don't know what he's trying to do. Is he bored? I mean, he probably is bored. Yeah, I guess he's he's got no one really there. I mean, the closest person to him is is Lister, and you know he's not a yes. cat. Yes, so. and he he, he 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 was fine with Lister about to die in the last episode. Yeah. Um, so he is a very. I mean, he's a cat, and the cats are selfish by nature. So we can't we can't complain about how how he acts. Yeah, he's just he's probably doing it as a game to keep himself entertained, stop himself going crazy. Exactly. But it's a shame because. I mean, he seems like an afterthought like almost in every episode. I mean, and in this episode, because they had more time to write it and they knew how Danny John Jules acted, they could have made his part a little bit more than it was. Mm. But they actually do. Actually, I'm just about to 
contradict myself um because um he enters um the quarters of, of listener and rimmer on roller skates and 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 he, he kind of skates around with the flowers and you see he's very very proficient at, at dancing around the roller skates and do you know why why because he at the time of red dwarf he was in starlight express Ah, oh, amazing because he's a dancer um so they thought some, we somehow need to get Make on roller skates yeah. yeah so it, it's amazing on roller skates in fact so they worked into the scene i mean again his scenes are always very detached from the main thrust of the story um so lister is enjoying his newfound solo bunk and he's shouting and screaming and singing and throwing and his stinky socks throwing his socks around and kind of somersaulting and stuff and uh he again finds rimmer's death video um and he decides this time He's going to watch it. And do you notice in the feature how everything is on VHS? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and they, obviously it's dated and people think VHS is uh, the format of the past. But I, I'm big into my old uh, formats. Um, obviously, I, I release a lot of cassette tapes on my label. so And I love VHS as well. And I have a massive, I do collect something else, Daniel. I collect VHS tapes. <laughs> Um, and um, we see, and we find out in, in I think it's season nine, why VHS tapes are so prolific in the future. Oh, really? But I'm, I'm not going to spoil it now. No, don't. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, and uh, we, uh, so yeah, that's when we see Cat appear with the roller skates. And they watch the uh, video, um, and it starts off with Rimmer basically blaming everyone else but himself for his misfortunes in life and he blames Lister for everything for for everything that's gone wrong with with his life I mean things like not passing exams and stuff he kind of attributes to to Lister being in the way all the time mm. and that's why it's good that they've um they're not no longer in the same courses anymore yeah and if Napoleon had been sharing a bunk with him he'd still be sort of peel- was it peeling onions in Corsica or peeling potatoes in Corsica some type of vegetable and some type of Italian something in Corsica <laughs> yeah so actually talking about Floyd in France again um, actually Corsica that's where's that in Italy right where's Corsica no. France where is Corsica <laughs> I don't know <laughs> my geography is shocking so is mine I think it's off the coast of Italy and between Italy and France no that makes no sense whatsoever well it was in Floyd on France so I think it's in France you can google that while um Figure out where we're causing it. it, it, it I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, near I France. think I'll just Google this. I think it's in this place. Well, anyway, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's besides the point. Yeah, so the, I was right. It's between France and Italy. Yes. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I was correct. It sounds like a cool place we should go, right? <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> Road trip. Or do we have to wear our uniforms? Yes. <laughs> Well, actually, the best thing about uh, this episode is where you, where you see Rimmer, um, his pyjamas completely reflect his uniform, and they look exactly like his the uniform that Daniela is wearing right now. But it just says Home Sweet Home in one of the, one of the pockets, which is really cool. Um, so within this um, Rimmer's death video, we get to see a flashback of Red Dwarf and the accident that killed all the members of Red Dwarf. So what we see is Rimmer... And the captain together on in the drive room, and Rimmer's explaining why he couldn't fix the drive plate. And then we see a flash of light, and we see gusts of wind, and we see a, basically a massive explosion that kills off the whole crew. 
and uh, which is weird because nothing seems to be damaged or affected in Red Dwarf at all. No. And I thought it was a, a, um, a cadmium 2 leak, not an explosion. Oh, Maybe wow. it was flammable. Eh? But we see, we see Rimmer and um, we see his last words as he dies. And what's his last words? Gazpacho soup. Gazpacho soup. And long-time Red Dwarf fans will know from the books, because it's explained quite a lot in the books, um, it goes into in more detail about the gazpacho soup story. We we, we find out why in, in just a bit, but if you read the books, I think it's in Better Than Life. Um, or is it Back to Reality? In one of these books, you, you find out the, the whole story behind gazpacho soup day. Gazpacho soup day is the 25th of November. We should celebrate it. We should. We'll still be doing it on that, on that day. So um, what should we do on gazpacho soup day? We have to eat hot gazpacho soup. <laughs> okay. Should we do it? Okay. But you've kind of given away now what, what it's all about. Not necessarily. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, so his last was gazpacho soup. And this is the questions, why gazpacho soup? That, that's a bit weird. Um, and uh, we see the two rimmers in their room and they're doing something that's called necrobics. Is that what that was? Necrobics. I, I wrote down jumping exercises. <laughs> no, it's necrobics. And you see, um, actually in, in, in every episode, you see next to the mirror, there's a, a necrobics kind of poster of how to do certain exercises. Um, and because obviously Kat and, and, and Lister aren't doing exercises, so it must be for rimmer. Necrobics, which, as you can tell, stands for... Uh, like death aerobics, which dead aerobics, is be- better than sex. Is that what he says? Yeah. Ah. Um, well, he's, he's going at it because he has instead of um, just doing it by himself, he has a sparring partner now. And uh, so old listers, they with new lister, and new listers really egg- egging him on to keep going, do another hundred or whatever. And um, they kind of bicker over themselves about when they are going to get up in the morning and do some more exercise. So. Um, and they keep competing with each other. One one says eight a.m. The other says seven a.m. One says six thirty. One says five thirty. Um, and it's basically a bit of one-upmanship between the two holograms. Um, and then it turns out um, it's kind of settled on they'll get up in a couple of hours' time. So old old Rimmer goes to his bunk and he says he's going to get some rest before he has to get up in a couple of hours to do some more aerobics. But then the, the new Rimmer says you can get some revision in that time. So he's basically not going to sleep and he's going to do some Esperanto revision. And have you noticed they mention Esperanto quite a lot in yes, Red Dwarf? Yes, yeah. It's because Esperanto is, in the Red Dwarf mythology, the language of the future. Ah. Um, so it, the writers, uh, Rob Grant and Nola, believe in the future. In the Red Dwarf universe, that every, everyone will speak Esperanto will be the, the language of, of the universe. Um, that's why on Red Dwarf, when you see them going through the corridors, it says like level 10, but also nivello 10. And, okay. and, and that means level in Esperanto. So, yeah. Can you do courses in it? Like, yeah, you can yeah. Do courses in Klingon. And, well, uh, Esperanto is a real language, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, a real, it's a Spanish-y kind of dialect. I knew that. Yeah. I, I, I can, I mean, I know a bit of Spanish, so I can pick out some of the words here and there. Um, <laughs> Edit that. Hang on, do you think Klingon's <laughs> real as well? <laughs> no, I'm not editing that. <laughs> um, if you know, if you if you're out there and you know Esperanto, please let us know, and then you can come in and you can you can describe everything we're doing in Esperanto. <laughs> do you know when we do backwards in season three of Red Dwarf, first episode of season three, can we do 
the whole episode backwards. We can certainly try. Or, or at least some of it. Okay. Or we can record it and I can reverse it and people will have to listen to it backwards. Or would that get annoying? Probably annoying. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's a good Putin in there, by the way, Daniel. Oh, I don't care. Yes. I don't care. <laughs> okay, I'll stop talking about the poo now. Um, and, uh, yeah, so um, the two rumours are two necrobics. And uh, it seems like old rumour, loving the fact that new rumour is egging him on and making him the person that he's always wanted to be because Lister's been holding him back, apparently, this whole time. So now he doesn't have any excuse whatsoever. He has someone there to... Um, keep him going basically playing the part of confidence like in the previous episode yeah. new rumor is essentially old rumor's confidence um come to life um and would you like to hang out with another version of yourself daniela of course for real yeah i, w- I would actually hate hanging out with another version of me really because i know what i'm like and i i don't really like being around the same person for too long unless it's me of course unless it's you of course but especially if it's me because i would want to do say say for example i wanted to like i don't know play on my house of the dead machine i know it's two players but sometimes i like to hold both guns in my hands and i wouldn't want another jed coming along thinking he owns the place and and wanting to to play or just the other jed using my computer to do his stuff and i'd be like have you finished mate have you finished i guess you'd want to do the same things all the time yeah and he would check my my emails and he'd be using my twitter and i'd be like i wouldn't say that he could get his own twitter account what would he call it at jed shepherd too i don't know if people would like that people hate me anyway (laughs) they don't really um, and we um, see that uh, Lister, um, he's asleep um, and he hears both of the Listers arguing, um, sorry, both of the Rimmers arguing in, in the next room because um, Rimmer and Rimmer aren't so hot together. In fact, um, as you'd probably figure figured out from the start of the episode, having two Rimmers isn't the best thing in the world and as you don't see Rimmer in any of the other seasons or the second Rimmer in any of the other seasons you realise at some point this storyline will have to conclude with one of them one of them going so um, Rimmer orders the Scutters to um, paint the ship military grey from oceanic grey and the other Lister orders the Scutters to paint it back from oceanic grey to military grey. So they're fighting over the smallest, measliest of things. Very pedantic. Very pedantic. They're like an old merry couple, kind of. Um, which is quite horrible to think about. And quite a weird image. Yeah, because <laughs> when, you first, when you first see the, the, the second Rimmer appear, Daniela, do you remember what your first words were? I, I, I couldn't possibly remember that. Daniela, as soon as she sees a second Rimmer, she said to me, is this going to get a little bit gay now? <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably what some people were thinking, if this was on HBO or something, but it's not. It was on the BBC. It's totally legit and, and clean. Um, but um, yeah, so Lister hasn't been to sleep. So he gets up and sees Rimmer up at about, f- I think, was it five past five or something in the morning? Yeah. And neither of them have been to sleep. Lister has been up not all night drinking by himself and Rimmer's been all up up all night arguing with himself and and ordering scutters around to keep himself busy he wants to show the other the new Rimmer that he is capable of doing things and um we see Lister 
wearing a different t-shirt. He's not wearing his London Jets t-shirt. He's wearing his uh, Muggs Murphy t-shirt, which is a basically a monkey in a in a detective kind of outfit. Yeah, with a cigar. It's really cool. It's really cool, and you can get that on like online as well on Etsy. But I like the, Lon- the London Jets one the best. You also see the yellow London Jets one in this episode as well, a bit earlier on. Mm. Um, actually, yeah, this is one of the few episodes where you see all of those t-shirts in one go. Yeah, he has wow. a, a few uh, t-shirt changes. Yeah, if you have if you have um, any of those t-shirts, um, pose with them um, and send them to us, and we'll put it on yeah, on the website. Um, yeah, if you if you've ever cosplayed as any of the Red Wolf characters, let us or know. Or you've cosplayed as Jed or, or me. if you've cosplayed as me or Daniela, then let us know. Send us a picture, and we'll put it on the Smegheads website, which is postpodcast.com slash Smegheads. Um, yeah, so that Muggs Murphy shirt is great. And we see Muggs Murphy a little bit later on in the cinema as well, but I'll come on to that. Um, the two, Liston and Rimmer, in the corridor, watching the scutters paint, they talk again about um, relationships. And and uh, Rimmer talks about Yvonne Magruder again. Um, and he says, I'll tell you all you need to know about Yvonne Magruder. I gave her one. Yeah. It's pretty disgusting, really. Yeah objectifying but, women like that I know but he literally just did give her one and then that was it <laughs> but she, and she was unconscious yeah rapey weird back onto the Cosby stuff um, has he, he hasn't admitted has he Cosby no he completely denies it no but I think it's outside the statute of limitations in I America know. for a lot of them I think there's just one or two where they have decided they might be able to charge him I know it's really bad because like he plays he's like the TV's dad it's, mm. it's horrible um, his stand-up is still awesome, though. He's got this... Um, if, you want to, if you go on Spotify and type in Bill Cosby chocolate cake, it is the best piece of co- comedy, stand-up comedy you'll ever see. It is the funniest thing ever. Probably won't, because he's a bit rapist. He's a rapist, but yeah. yeah. He's, he's the funniest one you'll, you'll hear today. The funniest today. rapist. That you'll hear today. Um, and... <laughs> Uh, we see uh, Lister going through Rimmer's diary because he really wants to know what this gazpacho soup business is all about. So um, he, uh, he he flicks through it and we find out little snippets about Rimmer's life that he probably doesn't want Lister to find out about. Um, and he um, checks and he sees that November 25th is marked as gazpacho soup day. Mm, ominous. Yeah, and we also want that's six weeks before the accident. So if no- November 25th is Gaspacho Soup Day, and six weeks later all the crew died, that means the crew died in like January, mm. like mid January. Um, January is quite a depressing month anyway. I know. But then um, also another contradiction because in a, in a, in a season two episode, we, f- we see the accident, or we see it alludes to it. And we can we can kind of work out it, it it wasn't in January. So sometimes the writers kind of contradict themselves quite a lot. But I think it's because it, it's from that time when they didn't think thirty years later, twenty years later, people like us would be on a podcast dissecting every little snippet of of in every scene. Probably not. Probably not. They wouldn't even know what a podcast is. They'd probably think it was a, a snake or something. <laughs> <laughs> Daniela went straight to the mic to give that little giggle there. <laughs> Just. <laughs> You move closer to the mic to give that gig- the giggle. I, I appreciate it. Any, any, every little bit helps. Um, so we uh, listens in, in his in his bunk. I mean, it, it is quite confusing because what would your last words be, Daniela, if you ha- if you were to die suddenly and you had to think of something off the top of your head? I buried the billions in. That was my idea. 
what I had to do like a treasure hunt on a, on a video podcast not video podcast well no a- I wouldn't actually do a treasure hunt or bury them I would just say the billions are buried <laughs> and then die yeah but then people would ask me did I know and they would hound me well that's not my I problem think. I'd be dead but then I'll be like, I've got a really good recording of her saying it, and I would just play um, us singing. I know, I know him, him so, so well. well on loop. <laughs> on loop, but in the end. <laughs> um, so uh, the cat appears again in this scene, and again he's in his own little world, and he adds nothing to the scene. Nothing it doesn't fall with the plot at all. The main thing when you're writing a story is everything you do needs to fall with the plot. You can't have empty characters or people dragging down the kind of narrative um you can have things giving you red herrings of course but cat is just literally there just to be set dressing it's it's quite awful how they treat the cat in this in this episode really yeah, i agree um and cat is cat your favorite character i uh, think so well i, li- I like rima a lot as well yeah well, I think n- now cat- you're dressed as rima yeah. like, you, you like him even <laughs> but more. The, the cat of late later episodes i think i have the memory of him in in the later episodes when he's he's more established as a character yeah but, yeah. but out of all the series, Crichton's my favourite. Wow. But he's not in it. I can't wait for the, the first episode. I know, I can't wait. When, it, when have you got the season two special? Is it a season two special guest you're bringing in? I can't possibly say. Okay, that's weird. Is it season two? I can't say. I hope it's not the same person as I've got. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'm not either. Because mine's season two. This, I'm, um, myself and Daniela, we no, each... No, it's not. It's oh, not. Okay, good. Myself and Daniela, we each have um, a member of the cast of red dwarf coming in um i've got someone coming in in well i guess in a few weeks when we do season two um and that when's yours from just tell me what season it's in season five season five okay well i can work that out then because no, <laughs> I'll, no I'll you're try, not allowed, I'll you're not allowed. there's quite a lot of people in the in the last episode of season five i guess but i, I could if i wanted to work. but wow anyone from season five would be awesome is that true it's definitely wow. true. Okay, so that'll be like in December, November, December when we do season five. Maybe even January. We'll see. But that's cool. <laughs> we'll have other guests on in, in between that as well. It isn't just two <laughs> guests forever. Yeah. I, w- I want to get my mum on as a guest. Your mum can come on as a guest. Um, and someone, and so, um, if you're a massive Uber fan of Red Dwarf and you live in London, come in as well. We can have you as a special guest and you can probably correct us. Yeah, not definitely. not too many, not too many, just uh, just a few. Um, and uh, yeah, we see Lister in his bunk. And well, if you if you were three million years in space, you would kind of play for time as well. You would kind of just do mundane things. And Lister's there. He's trying to figure out how big he can blow bubblegum. I'm rubbish at blowing bubblegum. I'm pretty good. That links to my, my lung capacity as well of trying to hold my breath. I was never very good at blowing bubblegum. You I'm, are pretty good. I'm pretty good. I can't blow up balloons, but I, I'm See, good I at, can do that. I'm good at bubblegum. Maybe it's my tongue then. Because <laughs> I'm can. i I'm really good at balloons. I'm no good at... I don't know. How does it work? How, how do you blow a bubblegum? It's a natural gift. Okay. Please, please, please teach me. It's been, it's been playing on my mind for my entire life. One day, uh, there'll be like someone holding, like, if I had kids, holding my kids hostage, and they'll be like, blow a bubblegum now to this size, or they both get it. Probably not. And I won't be able to do that. I don't think that's going That's something happen. that possibly happened, Daniela. Probably It's not. happened twice before in history. Okay. It might happen again. So, um, so he's doing that, and um, we find Holly informs him, um, out of the blue, that there is a faster-than-light faster ship following Red Dwarf. Um, and it's from Norweb, 
which is uh, a electricity company from three million years ago. Um, and Holly tells him that Norweb's following, following him um, because he left a light on. And he left his sausages unattended. He left his sausages unattended, and they now the mole from it has taken up seven eighths of the of the Earth's surface. Which is crazy. It's pretty impressive. And also, because he had like 58 quid in his bank account, he now owns 98% of the world's wealth. Mm. The other 2% is Norweb, who are collecting the bill from Lister. Um, but then, and this is the first case we see of Holly actually contributing something funny to the script. <laughs> because sometimes he's not that funny. He's no. more just there just to state things. But he uh, uses his time to, to have an April Fool to make this joke despite it not being april but he, he couldn't wait he just couldn't wait <laughs> and in season two he does a similar thing oh does he yeah um but we'll come to that episode because it's one of the best episodes season two is brilliant I can't, I can't i can't stress enough how much i'm looking forward to season two i can't wait well you I haven't got to wait too much longer i know it's honestly it's some of the best episodes of red dwarf i cannot wait um and for you guys listen to this it's next week for you guys so you have that to look forward to. Um, and uh, yeah, so we find Rimmer um, still fighting with his his double, his duplicate. And Lister and Cat are in the cinema in Red Dwarf. And this, I don't know if this is the last time we see the cinema. Um, it seems quite extravagant to have um, a cinema on Red Dwarf. It's awesome though. It's awesome. I wish I had a cinema at my work. You've got a restaurant there. You? We have a staff restaurant, yes. To be fair, I've got arcade machines at my work because I, I work right here. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're watching, um, well, they say they're watching Citizen Kane. Yeah, which is a really clever reference, actually, because, because it of mirrors, Rosebud. Yeah, it mirrors um, the flashback where we see Rimmer dying in a Citizen Kane-style way with... Um, the last words being uttered by a dying man being a mysterious word. Mm. And no one knows what it's about. So it's quite clever. Yeah. The best bits of Red Dwarf are just rip-offs of existing popular culture. I don't culture think it's references. a rip-off. I think it's really clever. It's really smart. And it's they've a done it. They've it. done it deliberately, yes. Yeah, I guess so. But the, if you notice, they're not actually watching um, Citizen Kane. They're watching Muggs Murphy, the animated... Um, gorilla type character. Maybe it was the cartoon that comes before the film. Do you remember That's that in the old possibly, days? Possibly, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about things coming before films. Um, it was a few weeks ago now, but my film absence was. Uh, so we've already talked about this. We've already start. talked about it. But yeah, yeah that, that was good. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Um, Having Citizen, obviously they couldn't show Citizen Kane on 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 Red Dwarf because they'd have to pay for the rights. It isn't something that's gone into into public domain just yet. Um, but yeah, it's a really clever episode, and I'm surprised that he managed to convince Cat to watch it um, because I'm sure Cat would want to just stand there in front of the mirror and watch himself. Um, we see Rimmer appear, and um, he sits next to uh, Lister, and he moans about the other the other Rimmer. And the other Rimmer appears and sits right in front of old Rimmer and complain and um, just to get in his way, really. Yeah. And they do the kind of one one upmanship thing again, where they each take it in turns to be the most annoying person in the world and sit in front of each other, getting in the way of watching Citizen Kane and in the way of the screen. Um, have you ever had an experience in a cinema where someone's been annoying? 
No, but do you remember when we went to the cinema? I think, what was it? Uh, I think it was two years ago, Jed. And, I don't remember last week. And uh, we were going to see um, Pacific Rim. And just as the film okay. started, two people started having a punch up. One punched another guy in the face and you completely <laughs> missed it. I missed it. And you were like, can you believe that, Chad? I was like, what, the film? You're like, no, that fire. I didn't see it, but it was right in front of us, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm too engrossed with like the adverts and the trailers and stuff. <laughs> no, I had um, my worst experience in the cinema is when, this was ages ago, it was when um, the um, Lord of the Rings first came out. And uh, behind me was this dad, dad guy, like in his 50s. And he had his, like, I think about 10-year-old, 12-year-old son with him. And the son just kept on asking, oh, what's going on, dad? What's going on, dad? So from about the five-minute mark onwards, the dad narrated what was happening on screen (laughs) to his son, who was watching it at the same time. And me and my friends were just like, can you believe this is going on? But then the son fell asleep. and And I was like, thank God. But then the dad didn't stop the he narration. Carried he carried on. But it would start to get really surreal because he realised his son was asleep. So he started talking to himself. So when um, so he started saying these really weird things, like when, when Gollum came on screen, he was like, oh, no, not him again. Not that grey <laughs> bee. And he swore, not that grey beep. That grey beep is back again. Oh, I hate that grey. And it was so weird. Um, I t- it was just, just a bizarre series of events, really. Um, so that's that story out of the way. Um, we get to see um, Lister decide that one of them has to go. One of them definitely has to go because they can't. He can't put up with them fighting anymore. It's it's beyond a joke now. Um, and we do see a, a, a space version, a twenty first century version of Ippy Dippy Doodah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, how do you? What do you used to do? Because everyone's got a different I version. I do eeny meeny miny moe. Yeah, I used to do ip dip dog beep. And it was the whole swearing one. Oh no! But with that game, you can always tell who it's going to land on. Really? Yeah, it's just math. Okay, I'm not good at math. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, basically, old Rimmer is is picked to be the one that gets deleted, so a new Rimmer would survive. So, obviously, this isn't great, and uh, as a viewer, it's not great because we, we're going to lose someone that we spent the last five episodes with. And uh, we cut to the scene where they're in the drive room, and Lister tells New Rimmer, please leave it. Um, it's a private. I know you want to watch it, but this is private, and uh, Old Rimmer is getting deleted and it's none of your business. So, New Rimmer passes Old Rimmer in the, in the, in the corridor. And Aldrimmer, the one that's been deleted, is wearing his admiral's costume. And they have a little tete-a-tete in the corridor. And he kind of lords it over Aldrimmer, the fact that he's been deleted. And then we see um, Rimmer's last words, potential last words, with Lister. And Lister's like, well, as you're about to be deleted, you might as well tell me what the deal is with the gazpacho soup stuff. And, uh, and Rimmer goes, well, I guess... I guess it's fine. I guess I guess I can then. Um, and he explains that he was invited to the captain's table, November twenty fifth, and he gets gazpacho soup um, for a starter. And he didn't realise that gazpacho soup was meant to be served cold, so he asks. He sends it back to the chef and asks for it to be heat, heated up. Um, and he thought everyone was laughing at the chef for making a mistake. But they were laughing at him for eating piping hot gazpacho soup. And he was never invited back to the captain's table again. And he was forever the, the butt of the joke on everyone on Red Dwarf. But hot 
Gazpacho soup is just tomato soup, isn't it? Uh, see, I don't know. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. is has it got nothing else in it? Uh, I don't know. It depends. You can you can add, like, toppings, I think. Peppers and stuff. I went to uh, a friend's house. He's Spanish, and he served gazpacho soup, and he put egg in it, which that sounds, obviously yeah. is the most disgusting thing in the world. Egg in a soup is amazing. If you drop an egg into anything, it'll make it ten times better. Or ten times worse, if you're me. No, eggs are the best. Evil. Danielle's going to eat an egg live on air. No, never. Live on podcast in the next season. Never. I'm going to bet you. No. If he, if he eats an egg, then, then you can bet me to do something. No, never. I'll never do it. You, yes, you never. have to. For, for the love of Smeg, for the Smeg, for the Smeg heads out there, some people out there who can't, who haven't had an egg before, and since some countries, they don't have eggs. Well, I'll send them eggs in the post. Yeah, okay. If you want Daniela mm-hmm. to eat an egg, please let her know no. at Daniela no. Phillips on Twitter. No. One L, Daniela Phillips on Twitter. And say to her, eat an egg, you smeg egg, smeg egg, head egg. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's quite a sad time because Rimmer is going to be deleted. So Rimmer's like, okay, um, well, delete me then. You're going to do it. Has and a few shots of whiskey. Yeah, he says, Holly, give me a shot of whiskey. And his face acting in this is amazing. Yeah, it's he, pretty good. He, he it's can pretty act, strong. Yeah. And he says, another Holly. And Holly gives him a hologrammatic whiskey shot. And he says, next time we get a double. And he has a, his face acting is brilliant. Um, and you really see... I think because they wrote this for, for, the, for the actors, knowing who the actors are, they wrote this bit especially for Chris Barry because his facial expressions is up there with one some of the best facial expression people there is. Robert Llewellyn's brilliant as well, but you, I mean, some most of it's covered by um, um, this Crichton makeup. But um, Chris Barry is definitely up there. And then um, he's once he get, gets his Dutch courage up, Rimmer is ready to to be turned off. But this is that he's already done it. Um, and Rimmer says, "What?" And he says, "I've already switched off the other." Rimmer. It's a good twist. I didn't see it coming. Did you not see it coming? No, I didn't. Uh, what did you think it was going to be the new Rimmer from now well, on? Well, to be honest, I couldn't tell which was the old Rimmer, which was the it was, new it was Rimmer. Pretty hard. It was pretty hard to tell. Um, but then, um, so obviously Rimmer's very, very peeved at him and says, um, well, that's, uh, now you're going to just lord it over me the whole time. You're going to, you're going to, just make me the butt of all the jokes like it like he was when the rest of the crew were there and this is no i promise you i won't mention it again and rim was like okay i'll trust you this time you're you're a, i've always thought of you as a bad guy lister but you always tell the truth so this time i'll believe you and <laughs> and then he goes off and uh lister says the words super super yeah um, it's a great ending. It's brilliant. Very funny. And it's, I mean, it's not the big explosive end of season finale you'd come to expect from a, a sci-fi program. Um, but I think it's a very touching ending. And I think yeah. it's quite funny. And I mean, I, I actually really love this episode. I think it's yeah. a, a brilliant episode. Yeah, um, you get to see different facets of Rimmer. Um, and you get to see the start of his self-loathing. Because one of the big themes in Red Dwarf is is how... Rimmer hates himself and uh you see this in, uh, projected out visually is his is self-loathing um and my computer's turned off now so i'm gonna have to wing the rest of it lucky it's the end it is the end we've just got um, to uh rate our episodes yeah so let's rate the episodes so where um are we I mean, this is going to be on on the website on post pop 
podcast.com slash smakeheads. Um, we're going to have a list of all the, the episodes that we've reviewed so far, listed in order of our favourites. So what would you put at the very bottom? Let's start with the, the worst episode. I think it's got to be uh, Balance of Power. 100% correct. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely put Balance of Power. Yeah. I think Balance of Power is such a nothing, boring episode. Mm. I mean, there are, there are a couple of... I mean, in every Red Wolf episode, there are some yeah. good moments, some quite funny things. But compared to the rest of the episodes, um, and, and in general, all of Red Dwarf, it's I think it's pretty weak. Um, and I don't think it actually gets to the point of what the balance of power is on Red Dwarf. Because like Daniela said in that particular episode, the stakes aren't very high. No. L- Rimmer doesn't really have anything that he can hold against Lister to make the balance of power shift or to remain in stasis yeah they, so, could have, they could have made it a lot more fun exactly because i mean it, it was ju- i think it's just a weak episode but it's uh, an episode that was needed because the uh, bbc wanted a more sitcom episode following on from a more sci-fi based episode of future echoes um so what would you think is next and so second worst the fifth probably waiting for god um yep i would agree with you there waiting for god is it isn't great i mean it's again you find out some interesting things you find out about the cat um the whole homo sapiens not homo sapiens felis felis sapiens the cat humanoids what happened to them and you find out where cat's been going this whole time he's been going into another room where there's been a cat priest who thinks lister is the is their god uh cloister the stupid um and uh it's a good, there's a couple of good things in there. Yeah, I mean, it fleshes yeah. out Cat's storyline a little bit. But yeah, I fully agree. It doesn't really advance the story too much. Um, so what's fourth? Uh, the end. Hmm. The <laughs> end. You're yeah. not sure you agree with me? Or no, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's hard because the first episode of anything, you want it's the introduction to the characters. You f- see them for the first time. And I think some people like to give it a ro- rose-tinted glasses because it is the first episode of some most people who listen to this favourite ever TV show. But you're right, it is... I don't think... I mean, they get they pack a lot into the first episode. You see, a lot of the character traits you see in that episode are continued on for the rest of time. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Holly, who's voiced Jenny here in it, is, isn't in it really. Um, and yeah, not, besides the fact that everyone's dead, it's nothing really much happens. No, no. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a it's a great episode. But in the context of, of the other episodes, I'm happy to put that at fourth. Fourth. Yep. So third from bottom. Fourth best in the in season one so we've come to the top three so the third one i think the third one has to be future echoes for me it would be me squared oh for real yeah yeah I think why fe- would you say i think future echoes just pips it because i i love the randomness of it it's just like so what? much fun the well, ran- the randomness of all the all the future echoes that we have and then oh, okay. a lot of them don't get explained. So you think future echoes should be second on the list? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So me squared is third for me. So me squared third. Well, yeah. I think third and fourth, like the end and and me squared could be swapped around maybe. Um but yeah, no, I I generally agree with you there. 
it was going to be a lot harder when, when we're coming on to the the later season two we'll have to like mix in all the episodes with the previous season episodes and stuff but yeah oh, okay i agree with that now so just to recap at the bottom we have well, uh, what do we have at the bottom? oh yeah balance of power <laughs> second from last second worst we have waiting for god, waiting for god. F- uh, fourth worst episode we have the end. the end third worst for me it's me squared okay i'm gonna go with you on that okay. me squared third Second Future Echoes. Future Echoes. I'll go with that. I mean, there's some more. I mean, this is a sci-fi sitcom, and that one's got a lot of sci-fi in it. And the only thing that kind of lets it down for me is some of the some of the the Future Echoes, some of the time bits aren't followed through to um, the later episodes. But that's what I like about it. It's just really random. It's pretty random, <laughs> but yeah, a lot happens. It's, it's more actually. Um, so that means your favourite one is Confidence and Paranoia. Yeah, yeah by far. That's, that's weird. And like, the funny thing is, when this was released on, on uh, VHS, like, like I said in the previous episode, it came in two parts. And the first episode, um, the whole VHS was named after the first episode on that VHS. So the, the first three episodes were named um, The End. That right. came there. And the second lot of episodes, it should have been Waiting for God. But it was actually called Confidence and Paranoia mm. because there was a TV show called Waiting for God on the BBC. Yes. And they didn't want a VHS that said Waiting for God on the cover out at the same time yeah. as the Waiting for God TV conf- show. Confuse audiences. Yeah. So they just called it Confidence and Paranoia. Um, it's really weird that that's, that's our, our best episode in season one. I think it's really weird. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a good episode. And we see the outside of Red Dwarf. We see, and it's more interaction. Is it because there's more interaction with other characters? Possibly. Yeah, I'm happy to put that there. I mean, in future episodes, we could always argue it around when, when we see further things that might um, change our minds. Yeah. But if you have any ideas on what you think um, the order of the Red Wolf episodes are, please, please let us know either on iTunes, go to the Smegheads, type in Smegheads on iTunes, and leave us a comment. Go to Postpop podcast.com slash smegheads leave us a note there hit us up on twitter at daniella one l phillips <laughs> and at jed shepherd what if i set up an account with daniella with two l's phillips oh. and but just with one comment please see the other account <laughs> yeah, you should do that actually um but yeah wow that's season one over yeah. what was your what was your favorite bit <laughs> Uh, my favourite bit was... I'll put some like, nice uh, dramatic music over the, over the top of this. Um, okay, I think my favourite bit was actually this episode when you gave me the T-shirt. It's, shirt. it's, it's a shirt rather than yeah, a T-shirt. Shirt. But the, the guy who actually made that is crazy. <laughs> I know, it's, it's crazy good. It's weird how it fits you really well, Tenya. He must have been quite a small guy. I mean, it's, a bit, it's, it's, baggy. <laughs> it's baggy in you, don't get me wrong. But he must have been quite small to start with. <laughs> But yeah, if you well, want to, what's your favourite episode, or what's your favourite moment? Um, I'll tell you what my worst moment is. Um, after we'd finished recording Balance of Power, <laughs> I just thought that is the worst episode of a podcast or of anything ever 
because we, I think we were quite down on ourselves after yeah, that. We, were, we kept we on were. texting each other going, I can't believe how bad that episode was. But then I listened back to it and I was like, oh, hang on, this is good because we got to tell loads of like funny stories. Yeah. You told us that reverse cowgirl story and I told <laughs> yeah. us the get snappy joke. Happy times. That's pretty good. Oh, one, one, of, one of my worst moments was uh, definitely when um, we started recording the podcast and we were 25 minutes in and then you realised yeah, no it wasn't was, recorded. Was that the first episode? That was the first episode. Yeah, the very first episode. <laughs> you were like 20, 25 minutes in. Like, uh, Daniela, I forgot to record. But what was in those first 20 minutes? It was... It, it was gold. It was gold. It was... Um, like, the, the cast of Red Wolf came in. Like, we can only stay for 20 minutes, guys. But just to, just to start off yeah, your... Yeah, we were on fire. It, it was amazing. You had all those revelations that you, you, you did. Well, you know, I never felt comfortable to speak about them before. Yeah, and when I was lost in, in, in the annals of time, um, I spontaneously combusted. But then, then Daniela <laughs> then brought me back. Together. Yeah, that then just added water to my dust, and I came back. <sighs> Gory yeah. days. Good times. Yeah. What was your What was your worst moment? Well, Daniela? that well, that was my worst moment when you that were was recording. Bad. <laughs> but yeah, but I think my best thing about this podcast. This seems like it's like the last day of school. <laughs> I know. We should have a guess, guess we'll who back game again lined next up. Week. Yeah. Um, did, what did you have? Did you, um, your last day of like school? Did you have like toy day and like own clothes day? No, we got to bring in like VHSs of our f- favorite films and watch them during lessons, but we had to wear school yeah. uniform. Oh, you didn't have a known clothes day? Not, not on the last day we, of school. We did that. We just wore like um, football kits and stuff, but we got to bring in like toys and stuff. And it was the one time of the year where people could really show off their toys. I'd bring in like Thundercats and um, stuff like that. But it was mostly board games and and things. It was fun. It was fun. Um, so we should have brought in some board games here. Yeah. I mean, I've got board games, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, my, my, my favourite thing was kind of realising that people are actually listening. I know, it's so nice you guys are listening to us. Yeah, because like, you, you do worry, because when I said to, to Daniela, or when, it, when we first posited making a Red Dwarf podcast, I was thinking in the back of my mind, like, are people going to listen to this Red Dwarf podcast? Because Red Dwarf is a pretty old show, I mean, it's not currently being shown um so i wasn't really sure if there was an audience but wow there, there, lots of people have subscribed and it's crazy and i can't believe how many people are really into it and we're getting lots of positive feedback yeah and we're really grateful really 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 grateful and don't take it for granted that we've forgotten you now we've got lots of uh, subscribers <laughs> um those uh those guys are with us from the very first episode we love you the most yeah we love you hard <laughs> yeah we, we can't pick favorites but that guy that, that just started listening in the last episode we hate him we hate him so much. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot again. I can't wait for season two, Daniela. Yeah, I can't. I'm really excited. But I was thinking be- between season one and season two, should we do um, the American pilot for Red Wolf? Yes, let's. Yeah. So between, just to give you a little bit of break between us, um, between the this, this season, just so you have time to, to kind of watch it on, on Netflix or, whatever, or YouTube or wherever, we're going to... Um, do a show about the American version of Red Wolf because they tried to, it was a popular uh, UK show and like all popular UK shows they try and make an American version so there is an American version of Red Dwarf that um, never got made the, the pilot was so bad it never got made but um, it's got a few really cool moments in it um, and uh, yeah so we'll be discussing that next week so thanks again where can we find you again daniela for the probably fourth time i'm on twitter yeah. at daniela one l phillips yes anywhere anywhere else uh no probably just there why don't you have like a like a website or like a blog or something where you just put your diary uh, 
because nobody would want to read it. My my daily life is quite mundane and boring. I don't know if it is. You had all, the, all those ducks the other day on your balcony. That was quite exciting. Well, this is this is this is my forum. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Um, you can find me at uh, postpoprecords.com where I show you bands like The Prodigy and ash and subways and cool bands like that and daphne and celeste daphne and celeste i released a a, a single for daphne and celeste amazing um that, that was good and um i've got lots of good actually as this is coming out pr- probably around the same time i'll be having a release for a an american rapper called mega ran who raps kind of like to back in tracks for like computer game music he's awesome he's that very popular really cool. he's really cool also releasing a record for a band called Gunship, who are made up of everyone from Fightstar, except for Charlie from Busted. Um, they've got a side project where they just do 80s music, and it is amazing. And their music videos are just absolutely epic. Uh, so get into Gunship. Um, who else? Oh, um, and uh, don't forget, I am releasing a single called Cress for a Japanese girl band called uh, No Cars. And I also directed the music video. And in the music video, they are eating Cress and they get chased by a raccoon from space who blows up the O2 um, and then cuts off their head. And then they get the raccoon back with laser eyes. Um, and then standard Wednesday night then Godzilla appears so um, and they're having actually it would have passed by the time it's come up but they're having a single launch at the Royal Festival Hall in a well it's passed now but it was good because I would have been there um, so yeah thanks very much for listening to this first season of Smegheads again we can't say much how much we appreciate you listening um, we're going to have photos on the website of uh, Daniela wearing yeah my shirt a shirt and yeah we'll see you next season Smegheads thanks guys thanks bye <laughs>